This is a podcast from BBC Studios, the commercial subsidiary of the BBC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the BBC Studios TalentWorks podcast with me, Brona Monaghan and me, Helen O'Donnell. This is an interview series with some of the most exciting and interesting and fascinating digital talent in the industry. Thank you so much for listening and please don't forget to subscribe. We're recording live at VidCon London and um, given the amount of people that are here today, it's, it's, it's really, really busy and it's really exciting to see so many, many people. Um, so these interviews are, are recorded in the press room and there's lots of interviews going on, lots of people coming in and out. So I, I hope it's not too distracting, um, but we've got some really great content and uh, we really hope you enjoy the episode. So our guest today is Elle Mills and Elle was born in Manila and raised in Canada. Mm -hmm. She started her YouTube channel in 2017 with just over 15,000 subscribers, uploading regularly for two years. And her content was mainly pop culture references reimagined. So I'm thinking of videos like If Stranger Things were a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until 2019 that things sort of rapidly started to grow. And that was due to your introduction to the wider YouTube community through other top creators. And of course, for making headlines for your creative and really touching coming out video where you announced your bisexuality to your audience mm-hmm. in your naturally artistic fashion. And you inspired the LGBTQ community worldwide. So Elle is personal, charming, romantic and hilarious and has since surpassed that incredible one million mark on YouTube. And she's a shining example of the next generation of women in comedy using YouTube as a platform to express her creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first of all, welcome to London. Thank uh, you. How's your trip been so far? Trips are good. Thank you for that wonderful intro. Aww. I love that. Um, yeah, trip's been good so far. Um, I haven't done much, but um, I love coming to London. I have a lot of friends here, so it's good yeah, to be do back. You, do you know many British YouTubers? Yeah. Um, do, do you know Dodie? Yes. Dodie. Love her, but she's on tour right now. Oh, yeah. Um, Jack and Dean. Yeah. Hazel. Hayes um, and that group. Um, yeah. Uh, Nikki and Sammy. I talked about that earlier. Yes. Um, yeah. I got a couple because uh, I, uh, I came to Summer in the City. So it's like seeing the crew again. It's, exactly. it's nice. Yeah. And what about British TV shows? Are you a fan of that sort of thing? Um, does, I, okay. The most recent one was Sex Education. Have you seen Oh, yeah. Yes. It was, I know it's weird because it was like, it, it was, it was British, but like, it felt like an American school. Yeah. But I kind of like that. It was like a nice vibe. But yeah, I like that. I haven't watched too many, not to be honest. To be honest, sure. Yeah. Well, that's there. There's been a lot in the press lately about sort of that is kind of the future of of maybe homegrown content that you sort of it, the production of it is in a much more global fashion. Mm-hmm. So because previously they've said that British sort of school formats have been quite grey and yeah, kind of like there was a show called Grange Hill and it's just very like yeah grey brick uniform mm-hmm. whereas. The creators of that show took a lot of inspiration from high school sort of yeah. coming of age films and it's much more colorful so 
Yeah, it's I exciting. really liked it. It was good. Yeah, I like that mix. It was really nice. Awesome. So we think one of the things that has made you so successful online is your obvious love of the craft of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So literally the way that you are making your content is really beautiful and it's production and creativity. Do you feel you were inspired by traditional filmmakers or by filmmakers online? I think there's a mix. Um, I do say I, I my favorite director is John Hughes. Um, and I think of my videos when I came up with the style I was very much like Ferris Bueller think Ferris Bueller and so I feel like I, when I say that I feel like sometimes people can see the similarities mm-hmm. so um, it's definitely breaking the fourth wall um, very much a teen comedy vibe or a coming of age story um, that's so I do think it's more traditional but I do take aspects of YouTubers like Casey Neistat style shots um, I, I David Dobrik in the sense that He's using um, his friends and family to tell mm-hmm. his, tell stories, and so I use my life and like use my friends and my family as characters, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, so yeah, just like a mixture of everything, kind of combined. I say. And is that something you learned at school? Like, did you have any sort of technical education, or did you kind of learn as as you as you went? I learned as I went, okay, but there was cool. definitely like I had like there was a, a class in high school, but it didn't teach me much. Sure. I, I I did start I think using editing software when I was in grade five so fifth grade I don't know what that's here um but fifth grade uh, there was a school project so it was an elementary school I was like around 11 or mm-hmm. something and that was my first introduction to like editing and then from there I just kind of practiced and how did you prepare for the first YouTube video that you put out the first actual YouTube video I put out is not online anymore okay. I used to make a lot of music videos and so um I didn't I I, I guess just like over time, like, I just made little videos, but, like, the first one was a Call Me Maybe music video, and it was pretty simple. It was just, like, a bunch of montage clips, so uh, just a lot of chopping up, but, uh, I mean, yeah, it was all right. I mean, I honestly, I would still post it uh, up online now. It's not, it's not uh, cringy. <laughs> You're not ashamed. Oh, yeah, I'm not ashamed of it. It's, it's, it's pretty decent. I mean, we'd love to see it. Okay, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll show you guys. Um, and you've also described yourself as a YouTube fangirl yes. in the past. So who were the creators that initially drew you to the platform? Oh, man, I feel like I've gone through a wave because I've been watching since I was like in elementary school. Um, but I'd say it was started off with like Smosh and Niga Higa. And then it went to Grace Helbig and Tyler Oakley. And then the British Invasion, so, like, Joe Sugg, mm-hmm. Casper Lee, Alfie Days, like, that whole group. And then um, uh, now, like, Casey Neistat, David Dobrik. Yeah, I love – I've watched a wide range, but, yeah, all of those. And, what, like, what was it about their content specifically that inspired you to start your channel? Um, well, with – okay, well, with the other YouTubers, like, I, I found that it, it was – I. I liked the aspect of you just being yourself mm-hmm. and people liking you for that. Like, that was very intriguing to me. Like, just being able to sit in front of a camera and people wanting to see you just sit in front of a camera. Um, um, in terms of starting my own channel, I I think Casey Neistat was very heavily involved in that because of before his vlogs, he used to make, like, little mini movies. And it would be, like, a subject like his his wife or his son. And I, I really liked that. And so that that was my drive. For sure. Yeah, so in t- you said in terms of the British YouTubers as well. So at the BBC, we did a project with Joe and Casper. We made a Hit the Road films. Mm-hmm. They they made two films. And Joe just recently has been on Strictly Come Dancing in the UK, mm-hmm. which is like one of the biggest entertainment shows yes. on TV. What do you think drew you to watch British talent? Well, at the time, the British talent 
was big. There was like a, a it was called the British Invasion, mm-hmm. um, which was I liked that era. That was a nice era. But for me, I do think there's definitely a different voice to British creators. Um, the ones I think of now, like Jack and Dean, and um, my friends. Trying to think of my friends, I'm like blanking <laughs> on who. I don't know. Like there's, there's. I find their their comedies, British comedies, very different from American comedy, and I vibe better with British comedy. Yeah. Um, American comedy is more slapstick. I feel like, and so um, I do think it's just like a nice change of pace. I do watch a lot of American YouTubers, but um, having a little bit of Brit- British humor in there, and um, and I find that. Not to God, I gotta make sure. <laughs> not to like, not to shade American YouTubers, but I do think British YouTubers take pride in their content mm-hmm. a, a little more. I don't know. There's like, you can tell that they care. They actually care about the content more so. Maybe. Yeah, I, I guess from my perspective, I always find that American content was a lot more polished production wise, but there was something really. Raw yes. about, yeah. I was going to say that because I'd say um, I noticed the sitting in front of a camera and talking to it is not not that big in American mm-hmm. uh, the American YouTube culture right now. Um, but it's still the British culture is still the same. I I, I always said this: um, the people that were big in two, 2012 in in the UK mm-hmm. are still they still have the, still have the same fan base. So they have a loyal fan boy, fan base, and they're just kind of stable. And that I think that's. That says a lot about them, I think. Yeah, I think they've, like, diversified, basically. So, like, Joe going on mainstream TV. Zoella has done her lifestyle range. She's really, like, brought her audience with her. Anyway, we're not here to talk about them. We're here to yes. talk about you. <laughs> so you've been called out by you, – you mentioned Casey Neistat. So you've been called out by YouTube juggernauts like mm-hmm. Casey for your talent, which I'm sure drove traffic to your channel. Yes. How important do you think that collaboration is between talent online? Like – shouting like shouting, yeah like oh. for your growth oh yeah i mean that helps me tremendously like i think i grew like two a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand oh, wow. in like a week or two from that like and he's very well respected and and he's someone i really respect as well and it came out of nowhere he didn't contact me before i just posted the video i was like whoa that is insane um and i think it's really it's really nice because it's like showing support for mm-hmm. other creators it's not a competition um which is really sweet and I don't know. It's like, I don't It's all of us helping each other to kind of grow an audience as well. Like no one's like trying to tear anyone down. Sure. It's like supportive. Yeah, it's really sweet. Well, like, I guess because tr- traditional entertainers sort of have critics to help call call them out or, or yeah. you know, solidify their career. Whereas in, in YouTube, you don't, in the first instance, you don't always have that opportunity so to be called out by someone who's already at a certain level on youtube it's almost that it's like that's the equivalent of critical acclaim Uh yeah 100 i agree with that yeah and um so given your talent for direction and filmmaking um this is something that you get asked to do a lot by other creators to direct yeah i mean more so recently because i feel like i put it out in the universe because i feel like people were unsure what i wanted to do but i definitely wanted to direct and that's like my next step like i want to try to do projects like that so i've been um getting talked to to by other creators who are trying to do uh, projects mm-hmm. um, and stuff. So hopefully something soon, but yeah. Okay, great. Because we sort of see your future as 
L Mills directing the next yeah. big Netflix series or YouTube original series. So is, is that sort yeah. of what you're? Oh, that's a goals? dream, 100. Yeah. percent Yeah, that's on the list. That's okay. on my uh, lifetime goal list. On the whiteboard. Yes, exactly. Oh, amazing. So you've you've spoken quite publicly about um, experiencing burnout, which I think is something that's not just for online communities. That is mm-hmm. a global issue at the moment in terms of treading the boundaries between online and and workplace how do you consider that within your creativity like how do you make sure that you stay creative whilst not burning out yeah yeah I mean it's tough it's still a learning process for me um I used to have okay I'm gonna say okay I used to have like a schedule like upload every week um I have removed that I upload when I feel ready to and when I want I'm feeling um passionate about making something um and creatively stimulated but like uh so i just don't try to force anything so if i feel like i'm forcing something i just don't do it but i do think i don't want to say anyone who's aspiring creator i do think having a schedule is very important to grow an audience but once you have the audience it's definitely okay to take a step back for sure i was going to say has that when you when that regularity stopped did it affect your subscriber growth or um i mean like I guess it's it was really really fast yeah. like the growth I guess it's it's still growing but like it's not like skyrocketing but uh, in terms of my engagement I still my engagement's the still exact yeah. same so it's just I feel like everyone's been really supportive and I think it's because I've been really open of why I've been why I'm sure. not uploading as much yeah um, so I think everyone's just been really sweet and supportive about that yeah and, and I think people are a lot savvier now that it's not growth it's it's engagement that, yeah. that is the core sort of objective of online content if you can get people to respond exactly that's, that's engagement is really yeah. key and important for sure um, and then also your coming out video mm-hmm. was a viral moment on your channel how important was it to you that that happened on YouTube it was important because that's how I like this is how I express myself um it's it's very therapeutic for me and also it's my way of communicating to the people in my life because I find it very hard to face to face like we are right now to tell my mom something like that and so that was my way of coming out to um I'd say 90% of the people in my life Mm -hmm. like um yeah and so it was like I, I keep saying it's like killing a bunch of birds with one stone <laughs> and so that's just like it's just my way of communicating for sure so it was very important that was on youtube okay and how did you approach it creatively creatively i just remember being like okay i'm gonna do it like i was because it, it was a secret for a while and i was like okay i'm ready let's do this and um creatively i was it was a lot i had a so in the video i talk a lot about a girl which I've revealed is my friend Dodie. Okay. Yeah, and so that like, I remember wanting to like hint at that. So that was like the first thing I was like, oh, that'd be cool if I told my friends by describing my crush, and then I knew they were gonna draw a guy. Okay. And off camera, showing them it was a girl to, as my way of coming out. And I was like, okay, let's do it another creative way to tell my family. So I was like, what can I do? I'm like, wrap my house in rainbow wrapping paper. And then after that, I was like, that's all the people I need to tell. And now it's just wrapping it up and telling the story. So, yeah, it was just kind of, that was the steps okay. I took to yeah. making that video, yeah. And did you plan that for a long time, or was it a very spontaneous? No, spontaneous, like, okay. I think four days. Oh, wow. Wow, what, from having the, this is how yeah. we're going to do it? Yeah, I'm very, I'm very impulsive. Yeah. I think most creatives are. Yeah, I need to be, I need to do it in a time crunch. Sure. Always. I think that is the, um, that's the rub up against traditional TV. Mm-hmm. So, you know, traditional linear shows can take m- months, months and months, years. Yeah. You know, the BBC Earth shows at the BBC are years in the making. So it's so nice that 
because that the video is so creative and it really packs a punch it gets your message across Mm -hmm. but in a really creative way well thank you yeah i noticed that i've been trying to i'm starting to talk like traditional stuff i'm like that's a long time yeah i'm so i like i need stuff done now but like it's a, that's a learning curve for me for sure. Do you um when you put a video out, do you ask for feedback? Like, do you bounce ideas off anybody, or is it all yourself? Um, I used to, I I'm someone who needs reassurance, and like so, I think for up until recently, I used to always send my videos to the same three people, and if they the way they responded, I know how they would respond if it's bad or good, and after that, I just post it. But now I just kind of post it because I'm like, if I take that much time and sometimes the money, the, I, my production costs have been going up. I'm like, no matter what, I'm going to have to post this video. So I just kind of post it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, in terms of money and creatively diversification is really important Mm -hmm. for online and digital talent. What sort of projects have you enjoyed working on off platform? I feel like I haven't done too many. Um, do you mean like paid anything basically anything, anything creatively I mean, that isn't youtube videos yeah and I've, I've been i've been enjoying i did i didn't do that well but youtube rewind was that was fun because i'd never been on set before yeah so that, i really enjoyed doing that and being with because that's something i also watched every year growing up um and it was just cool to finally like experience that because that's something I I'm interested in. So I think that was the coolest for sure. Yeah, and that is a big production, isn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, it's big money, big talent, mm-hmm. big concept. Yeah, I was gonna say for anyone listening who doesn't know what YouTube Rewind yes. is, it's it's sort of a culmination of everything that's happened on YouTube that year, sort of top talent, top trending moments, and and they take the best creators of the year. So I guess. <sighs> I, guess <laughs> I guess that's me. I guess that's me. Did they ask you? Were you when you got asked? Were you excited? Yeah, I was like, no way. And they asked me, and then I had I had a, like a good amount of lines because usually YouTube Rewind it's very short. Like you just get in a cameo. But I had, yeah, what like, was your part? Um, I took. Off, I had a hood. I'm like, we're forgetting something. Everyone in the crowd looks at me. I take off my hood, and I'm like, slow mo moment. Yeah, slow mo. Like I think we should read the comments. I throw a wood in the fire comments pop up i'm like let's give the people what they want that that that's solid two lines you're yeah. doing well when we wa- we always watch it in the office when it comes out and one we're excited when british people are in it yes. so it's like woo but then also at the end when you see your credit when you see the credits and we we manage to see a british person and then we're like going back and trying to find them yeah it's really sure you nailed that oh, thank you so much <laughs> thank you it took a lot of practice and um so what excites you about the future of online video Ooh. I like that it's getting more recognition. I definitely think before people weren't taking it seriously. So I think I'm I'm a, I'm excited to see it grow more and more. Um and seeing like people like James Charles who are just like killing it with digital. Yeah, yeah, and like numbers are crazy. So I'm just seeing the numbers going more and more and higher and higher and more creators coming on. So I'm just excited to see where it takes. Yeah, I, I find that in, in the beauty industry and particular they are because they're seeing the return because those beauty products they yeah. go direct to consumer the numbers are massive i mean you've got people like kylie jenner you know mm-hmm. she when she does her pop-ups it's just like monumental so it's almost like they need that sort of replicated in the entertainment space yeah and just and just to take those entrepreneurs essentially seriously yeah for sure um okay we're gonna finish with a quick fire quick fire okay. okay i'm ready so who's your favorite female comedians at the moment Melissa McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy. 
I'm just going to go with that because I'm blanking out right now. I'm thinking, I, I just saw Rebel. This is a quick fire. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> this is a Rebel. I was thinking about Rebel Wilson, but just because I just watched her interview. But I don't think she's one of my favorite. But M- Melissa's a great reference. I think Melissa's a good one. Her and Bridesmaids is just slight iconic. Solid. Yeah. Killer. Favorite film of all time? <sighs> let's, go with, let's go with Ferris Bueller. Mm. Absolutely. Most listened to podcast? Um... I'm going to go with um, Views by David Dobrik. Oh, I haven't listened to that yet. Nah. I'll put that on my list. Most watched TV show? Glee. Yeah, I love Glee. Glee's a good one. And most watched YouTube channel? David Dobrik. Ah. I always watch every single one. He is a gem. Is. Well, that's about it. But yeah. thank you so much for chatting to us. No, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more about us, we're on Instagram at BBC Studios Talentworks. This podcast is produced by Shola Alegje for BBC Studios. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.